bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. I am continuing or concluding my series on the Word of God and how it touches us. God has spoken. And this is part five of the message, God has spoken. And the subtitle is Application. Application. And in this series, we've looked at the Bible. Uh, we've looked at why we know it is the Word of God. Uh, we've looked at how it came to us. We've looked at its message and how to interpret it and understand it. And today, we're going to look at how to apply it to our lives. How do we take the Word and make it real in our lives? It's important to understand that a passage of scripture can only have one interpretation. Only one interpretation, but it can have many applications. Application is how you use the word. Interpretation is what it means. It has only one meaning, but several applications. And that is why sometimes different uh, messages can be preached from one passage of scripture. When you hear pastors sometimes preach uh, different messages from one passage of scripture, they are not interpreting, they are applying it differently. But interpretation is always one. Application is many. So what is application? Application is the process of putting into practice the truths and principles learned from the Bible. The process of putting into practice the truths and principles learned from the Bible. So anytime we learn something from the Bible and we make it work in our lives, we are applying the word. We are taking the word and making it work in our lives. James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So, no matter how well you interpret the Word of God, no matter how much the Holy Spirit illuminates it to you, if you don't apply it, that Word is useless to you. It's not useless in itself, but it's useless to you. Application is what makes everything meaningful. And I'm going to look at another verse which ties into what I just read from James, which is in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 to 18. And we looked at it uh, last week when I was teaching on illumination of God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 
to 18. And it reads, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now verse 18 tells us what should happen to us when we have a clear understanding of God's Word. When God's Word comes into our lives or when we encounter God's Word, something must happen. The Bible says the veil is taken away from our hearts and from our eyes and we have a direct view of who Christ is. And there are three ways that the Bible says that the Word of God is going to change us. The first way is that we see the glory of the Lord. We see the glory of the Lord. But we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. The Bible leads us to see Christ clearer and clearer. We see him in his glory, in his majesty. We see him as savior. We see him as Lord. We see him as baptizer. We see him as healer. We see him as deliverance. We see him as soon coming king, much like what uh, Lumina was just ministering to us. We, we see his glory. Anytime you properly interpret the Bible and anytime the Holy Spirit illuminates it to you, you will see the glory of the Lord. That's the first thing you are looking for. So when we encounter the word, we see the glory of the Lord or we see the Lord in his glory. But not only that, when we see him in his glory, the Bible says we are transformed into the image of the Lord. We are transformed into the same image. We are transformed into the same image. We declare it every Sunday, as he is, so are we in this world. We become more and more like him. Romans 12 verse 2 says, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. So as we read the word, as we interpret it, as we encounter the word, we see the glory of the Lord. But we don't just see the glory of the Lord. We are transformed into what we are seeing, the same glory. And then the third thing the passage says is that our transformation is from glory to glory. It's from glory to glory. It's not instant. You don't get instantly changed just because you read one passage of Scripture. But it takes place from glory to glory. It's a progressive growth. The more we apply the Word to our lives, the more glorious our lives become. We are transformed from glory to glory. So anytime we encounter the word, these are the things we want to see. 
We want to see the glory of the Lord. We want to be transformed into that glory. And we want that transformation to be from glory to glory. It's very important to know that God has a process of changing us. Now we're going to look at the qualities of the Word of God and how they impact our lives. So Psalm 19 verses 7 to 11. Psalm 19 verses 7 to 11. Psalm 19 verse 7 to 11. Psalm 19 and Psalm 119 talk a lot about the Word of God. All right, Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11, let me read. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. You can underline converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. You can underline making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. You can underline rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much my fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. You can underline sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Verse 11. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. You can underline your servant is warned. And in them there is great reward. Now when you look at this passage, it summarizes, it captures in a form of a summary what the Word of God is and what it does to us. The Word of God is described severally as the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. And, and, and the Word of God does seven things when we apply it to our lives. Seven things are going to happen. The first is that the Word of God transforms. It will transform our lives. It will transform our lives. The Bible says it converts the soul. There is a power of transformation. It transforms us inwardly. It turns our inner nature around. It makes the sinner righteous. It turns darkness to light. It turns chaos to order. The word of the Lord converts the soul. It transforms us. You cannot be in the presence of the word of the Lord and go back the same. Because the word of the Lord converts the soul. It changes us. It transforms us. It makes us new and better people. Secondly, the word of the Lord instructs. And I like that very much. It makes the wise, the simple wise. Making wise the simple. The word of the Lord is God's testimony to us. And he helps even a person who is unwise to be wise. And the reason he does that is because it gives you fixed landmarks, fixed places to go. It makes the wayward find their way. It guides and instructs us because it has fixed landmarks. It's very important what you're following and when you have a real fixed guide even if you don't know your way the fixed guide can help you 
It's like when, uh, when there, is a, there is a flood in a place and, and nobody knows where the road ends. But some people sometimes will put signs in the road. It could be some sticks that they put in the road and they put them in a straight line. And, and although you can't know all that is happening around you because there is a fixed line, if you follow that line, you'll find your way. So even for the driver who can't find his way, just following the fixed lines will help them find their way. That's what the Word of God is. Even when you are foolish, just following its instructions will make you wise. The Bible says it makes the simple wise. You cannot follow the Word of God truthfully and be foolish because it will make you wise. You may not have everything. You may not have all the education. You may not have all the understanding. You may not have all the degrees. But when you encounter the Word of God and apply it to your life, it will make the simple wise. You will be wise. Somebody say, I, I am wise. Because it instructs us. It gives us the landmarks, the guidelines. The third thing the Word of God does is that the Word of God encourages us. When you apply it to your life, it's going to encourage you. The Bible says, it rejoices the heart. It rejoices the heart. It assures us of God's constant love. It is God's decree of love, God's decree of mercy, God's decree of grace. So no matter how we, what we're going through, when the Word of God is applied to our heart, it rejoices the heart. Has there ever been a time when you are down, you are discouraged, you don't know where to go next, you don't know what the next meal is coming from, and you have no hope, and then God's Word, you're having your morning devotion, you read the Bible, and it rejoices your heart. And people look at you and say, why are you smiling? Where the world of the Lord is rejoicing my heart. It's going to make you wise. It's going to rejoice your heart. The fourth thing, I like this one. The word of God civilizes. It enlightens the eyes. The word of God is our command. It opens our eyes to a better life. To opens our lives to areas where we were blind before. It helps us to see life clearly. There is a civilizing effect of the Word of God. When, when, when a person, no matter how uncouth, unpolished they are, the more they get the Word into them, the more cleaner, regulated their life becomes. Their, their life becomes civilized. Uh, you know, sometimes people look at churches like ours and they say, it's, this is rich people's church. Everybody asks for these people, they are rich. Now, you and I know that we believe we are rich by faith, but the reality is most of us are not rich. What they are seeing is a civilizing effect of the Word of God. The Word of the Lord enlightens your heart, eyes. So people look at you and they say, all of a sudden, you are doing something too much. You are doing something. Why are you dressing like that? Why do you wear these clothes? Why do you behave like that? Because the word of the Lord will open your eyes. It will enlighten your eyes. It will civilize you. That is why historically, everywhere, in any primitive society, when the word of God comes, modernization comes, development comes, civilization comes, because the word of the Lord will enlighten your eyes. 
the word of the Lord will enlighten your eyes. People say, you know, sometimes we talk about great civilizations like Europe. Europe was not civilized by itself. A few years ago, not too long ago, they were called barbarians by the Romans and the Greeks because those Europeans were backward. But thank God that the word of God went to Europe and the word of God began to give them a new paradigm and it enlightened their eyes and they became civilized. And after they became civilized, they threw the word of God away and now they are going back to barbarity.